The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Gosh, I, I'm, I'm beginning to really like that music. I'm glad Sasha picked it out. <laughs> she did? <laughs> well, I gave her like three choices and she... Basically said, okay, you're taking too long. I'm making an executive I, decision. And I was whatever it, you want Isn't to that do, what right? producers do? Yeah, it's, well, should maybe. I don't know. I'm you're not, not going to sure. make her mad at me, so I'm not going to say anything. That voice you hear is a familiar one. That is Mike Sauter. This is Damon Benning. This is Playing It Forward. I did not think we could pull this off, but I'm pretty happy we did. I know you want some back padding, but considering <laughs> you do about 10% of the work for okay. this podcast... <laughs> I can't say thank you for doing what you should do. Okay. 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 That's that guy. As we, uh, we've been doing this series, uh, and we took a little bit of a break the last two weeks mm-hmm. until we could get some of the student athletes that we've been talking about. It was a series on legacies. Mm-hmm. And this, this, this great stretch of not just local mm-hmm. quality student athletes, but nationally branded student athletes Mm -hmm. and Omaha is fortunate to have two and we we nabbed them today how about that yeah it's pretty good as as we get Lindsay Krause who is a phenom in her own right and Chucky Hepburn um welcome you two how are you good how are you good 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 hey so really I just want to say thank you Right, uh, we talked right. about doing multiple student athletes, and we weren't sure we could pull it off. We've got Drew Quist- Christo waiting in the wings, uh, obviously Hunter and Jordan Ball. Uh, but we'll kick it off with the two of you. First of all, Lindsay, let me ask because I talk to your dad all the time. It's 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 kind of weird. We're like Twitter buddies and direct message buddies. <laughs> you're one of the you're one of the rare, and Chucky's in that same boat that has been able to exceed expectations even though they've been heaped upon you since you've been in middle school even a little before that like what's that been like do you give it much thought is it is it kind of just come natural you you've 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 met and exceeded expectations yeah uh, um the first the first seat i probably got as a kid it was probably around like fourth grade so that that kind of did hurt but like I, my parents kind of helped me guide uh guide through that so um as I grew older, I kind of matured, and I just find found ways to um, be able to prosper through that. Lindsay, yeah. yeah, for me, I kind of when I was younger, it seemed to kind of like hit a little bit, and I was worried about expectations. But as I got older and I became just more comfortable with myself, I came to realize how pressure and all those expectations from people—that's a privilege to have. And you wouldn't have these expectations and this pressure on you if people didn't expect great things from you. And I think it's a great thing to be expected to come greatly. Have you guys noticed kind of this rise locally of, of, of talent and a lot of your peers on the national scale? Was this something that 
Lindsay, I know you and Jordan happen to be good friends, so that helps. You've you've seen her emergence for a long time. Did did you guys get a sense that the state of Nebraska was capable of this? Um, I think we've always been capable of this, just because I think kind of around the universities we have Nebraska, like Nebraska, Creighton, always kind of been good at, with athletics, and just like the small state we have of less than two million less than two million people, I think that just adds to it because. We have such a culture of athletics in our state, and so everybody wants to be a part of it. Chucky, what do you think? Yeah, uh, honestly, um, when we were kids, like me, Hunter, AJ Rollins, and Jared Marshall, we were all kids. We grew up watching Trayshawn Thurman, Trayvon Hollins, and we all saw the talent that they had, and they were able to go out and uh, defeat like one of the top teams in the nation in uh, Oak Hill. That is. And, um, so they, they really didn't put Nebraska on the map like they did, but but they didn't put it nationally. I, mean, I feel like but we had that conversation always growing up. We, we just needed to uh, put Nebraska on the map. And Hunter did really, really well doing that. He's top five in the nation now, top ten in some, uh, in some prospects. And so um, to be able to go out and do this um, and really put Nebraska on the map before we go out and leave Nebraska is really cool. Is there something um, – because Damon and I have said on this podcast and privately that we would both let you um, – babysit our kids right just like quali- just, yeah, quality just good, quality ath- yeah, student just, athletes not just athletes but really good just people or or humans um is there something in the water <laughs> like what is this group of athletes is 20 you know the last i guess year year and a half this graduating class and even kind of looking ahead a little bit is it something where you've you've grown through uh, social media and how to use it to your advantage and not come across as kind of, you know, uh, not good human or is it, or I was going to cuss, but I don't want to, um, or is it more of just like, Hey, it's just kind of who we are. I mean, what is, what is it? Is there, is there something to be said? There, there is something to be said for being, um, you know, good people along with being very high level athletes. What is, is it something where like you just kind of bounce off of each other and you, it balances or, or what is it? Yeah. Um, yeah my parents kind of like rooted that in me before social media like, kind of got popular. And uh, I didn't get really social media until I was probably like seventh to eighth grade. I had to get too involved into that. So my, my personality was already rooted into me and my parents taught me how to treat and how to uh, treat others as well. So, that was already kind of rooted in me before social media began. Yeah, I think for me it's kind of just uh, being an athlete and, like, especially being a team sport athlete, you realize pretty quickly that you're not going to get anywhere just as yourself as an individual. And so, and just on top of, like, really athletes that excel at a high level, they tend to be really, like, they have to be really passionate about what they're doing or else they're not going to get very far. So I feel like when people are really passionate about something, they also, like, find some kind of, like, self-discovery in themselves and they're just hmm. – really good people and stuff. Lindsay, let me, let me start with you just because um, Chucky doesn't often like to tell people that he was really good at football too. Could have been a pretty good quarterback as well. You ultimately had to make the decision between two sports that you played at a high level. When did you know that you were going to have to lean one way or another and how did you end up deciding it? Um, I think I found out – I think I knew pretty early that volleyball was going to be my sport. I think probably around like seventh grade, maybe like when I was like 13 years old, like I just 
I love both basketball and volleyball, but I just knew volleyball was where I belonged and, and I excelled at it a lot quicker and I just really loved it. And I think um, just deciding to play that helped earlier, but I also knew that I wanted to continue to play basketball and I knew that like being tall, that would also help me out too, but I knew I was pretty good at it. So I thought there's no point in like quitting. Lindsay, let me stay with you real quick. Cause I, t- I've talked to Drew about this Christo where he's got a chance to be drafted in baseball. You know, he's a, he's top two rounds for sure, but I watch him lay it on the line in basketball and football as well. What is it about your personality that allows you to want to give it everything you've got, regardless of what you're doing, knowing good and well that volleyball is in your future? Um, I think internally I just have a lot of drive, and it's pretty much in every single thing I do. I don't like to lose or pretty much do anything. So it's kind of just I'm always looking to be number one, whether it's like my schoolwork, like I can't stand getting anything other than an A or just like playing volleyball or even if like we're in practice and we're playing like a six on six game in practice, like if my team's losing, I just hate that so much. So it's kind of, I'm ever going to be involved in something. I'm going to give it everything I have. How do you, how do you guys go about handling the expectations specifically as you've gotten older, you know, in, in this last year, the expectations are pretty high because you're, a name and you know everybody knows you and and all of that how do you how do you handle that or what would maybe be a message for younger kids that are coming up to handle expectations what what makes you successful at that um to be honest um i don't really focus much on expectations i just try to go out there and compete and just work hard and continue to uh, get better at, at the sport and um I don't think I've ever worried about expectations. I know they're they're uh, they're going to come, and I know people are going to talk about them. But but you, you just got to stay focused and make sure you keep doing what you got to do to stay better and stay hungry. Yeah, I mean, like he said, like there's always going to be like expectations there, but you just can't focus on them because there's always going to be someone that like has something bad to say about you. But you just just kind of like think about it in a way, and this really helped me a lot. Is never take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. Like mm-hmm. don't just like listen to like random people on Twitter telling you how bad you are. Like their opinion doesn't matter. It's interesting. I heard Hunter's mom talk about this once. Um, Jessica, as a she was a great athlete in her own right, and I asked her about how you how this kind of community or the village kind of surrounding your. Uh, student athletes with other good people she said it was intentional she wanted people that shared the same vision and drive uh, as Hunter and that was kind of how she picked her sphere of influence for him when he was young now obviously as you get older that changes how do you guys keep your circle kind of where it is and still be able to get away from just basketball or volleyball or the sports realm like how do you guys pick who you surround yourself with yeah um for me it's um it's just the the type of people that uh, have the same mentality as me so uh, i just i'm not a party person at all i'm a homebody i'm either at home or in the gym so uh and uh greg brown and frankie fielder those are two of my closest guys they're the same way they 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 act the same way i do and that's why we're really close as a team as teammates and friends off the court as well Lindsay, yeah, you kind of got rock star status. How do you? How do you? How do you figure it out? Well, same for me. I'm. I'm not. I mean, I. I 
I talk to people and I'm like good at talk to people and I have friends. Like I'm not a big like social person. Like Friday night, I'll usually be in my room. <laughs> and so I kind of just, I have my friends and I have like my really close friends and I hang out with them a good amount. But I, I mean, other than that, I don't like to like, really get caught up in normal stuff. Really. What it, is it, um, this is something Damon is it's different for you. Like when you were in high school, you were really good multi-sport athlete, all that. Everyone kind of that followed high school sports knew you with this new, I don't want to say new. Okay. Last 10 years, there's been the social media. There's been a lot more photos and videos and all of that. And Hey, I'm the guy that probably did most of it. I don't know. Um, but is that it, when you, go to the grocery store or the gas station or just random places and you get recognized, like what does that feel like as a high school kid and how do you handle that? Um, for me, a lot of times it's kind of just people stopping and they'll ask me if I am who I am. Well, actually, a lot of times, oh, if people don't know who I am, they'll just be like, you play basketball. Yeah, right? I was going to say that. Yeah. That's got to get annoying. Um, <laughs> that seems like the most important question girl is six four she must play basketball <laughs> but yeah I mean most times when people like recognize me it's kind of just like like they're telling me like how excited they are and they can't wait when I was younger so most times like it's just really cool and especially like having college like so close like I can finally like do those things so yeah for me uh the first time I think I've ever experienced that I was a freshman it was at state um I was honestly didn't know how to act or feel because that's never happened to me in my life before. But um, as I've matured and got older, I just I just always put a smile on my face and make sure that uh, I treat the kids with uh, respect and happiness. And uh, I hope that that made a day. Uh, being that you you two are so poised and and kind of savvy the way you are with handling pressure situations, Lindsay, I'll start with you. How have you kind How have you handled? kind of the, the social media climate change with what's going on in the country, how it's intersected in sports. How have you been able to kind of just be a positive influence and root yourself into what you're doing, yet recognize that we're trying to evolve as well as a community and as a people? Yeah, I think it's important, like kind of just on social media in general, like, it's okay to like, express your opinions on social media your opinion is not detrimental to someone else or if maybe, or if like your opinion is also in the process telling that someone else is wrong. So I feel like it's just important to also just like have etiquette on social media mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like you can't like, like there's no attacking other people. Like it's not okay. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, uh, somebody tweeted something about, uh, um, something about some, uh, you shouldn't hype, uh, you tell your friends your D1 or something like that. And I have my own opinion and it's just opinions, of course. But, um, after that, uh, I kind of took a break from social media. Like I'm off of Instagram, Twitter, so, uh, and Snapchat right now, just to take a break from social media. Cause I've been on it too much. And, um, it's, it's honestly been good for me cause I've been out and, uh, being able to focus, my, focus myself in school and, and more in sports as well. We, we, we started this and we have you guys on because legacy is, is how this whole, whole conversation has evolved over the last few weeks, months. Um, what does that word mean to you guys, one? And two, you both are leaving 
a pretty hefty legacy <laughs> at your high school. <laughs> Not just at your high school, but I mean statewide and as, you know, some of the best to ever do it in your respective sports. What does that mean? Yeah, that means a lot uh, because um, just knowing that, that I'm probably one of the uh, best uh, players from basketball to come out of the West, that means a lot to me. Um, we've had a lot of great players, Eric Strickland, Malik Kaluchwecki, uh Anton Young, you know, a whole lot of other players. Um and to be one to be named as one of the top uh, players that ever come out of West, that's a really uh, blessing feeling. Yeah, and I think as far as legacy goes, like it's also not just like how you play, it's like your culture of the mm-hmm. program and the team you played for and how you acted on and off the court and all that stuff. So I think being able to leave not only a positive and like such a great legacy of like uh, talent specifically, like it's important to leave that behind. And I think that we've all done that. One of the reasons I think it's cool to get you two together is because you experience pressure and expectations from polar opposite um, vantage points. Chucky, as a local star choosing to take his talents elsewhere, there's a different level of, of, of criticism or expectations placed upon you. Lindsay, staying home, staying local, there's a different yet similar pressure in terms of expectations and criticism. Chucky, let me start with you. How did you embrace it? Was it a challenge? Was it fun? You you did what was best for you. Those that close to you supported you. How did you handle knowing and committing so early as you were leaving the state of Nebraska? Right. Um. I, I was. I was happy to commit right early, right away. Get the uh, recruiting process out the way, and all everybody that uh, supported me, all my loved ones supported me uh, throughout the process. So, and when I committed, they all supported me as well. So that's all that matters. I really don't care about anybody else's opinion, what they have to say. I like the Nebraska trolls because at the end of the day, it's about me. It's about what my family uh, decides wants for me. And um, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, little little differing. You're staying right at home, very recognizable in a in a in a equally great program. As Chucky chooses Wisconsin for basketball, we've got Nebraska for volleyball. Similar amount of pressure. Yeah, I think the pressure is just always there, and there's kind of just always people that say that um, like you can't do it or you're not good enough to go someplace. But I think like uh, Chucky said, like you at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for yourself. Like. Uh, like college is also not all about athletics and even though I am an athlete that's not the only thing that is in your mind when you're thinking about a college to attend like I am going there to get a degree I'm going there because like it's a certain amount of distance from my family it's going there like money like not everyone is getting a full ride scholarship Mm -hmm. so everything like you people don't really think about that there's so many things that go into choosing where you're going to attend college other than just their team and and, uh, just commentary here if people don't think that either one of you are good enough, then they need to. Yeah, probably then they're probably been right. Your yeah. sports, huh? They probably need to pay attention a little harder. <laughs> let me let me ask you guys something because I'm interested. I I'm I'm pretty honest. I think there's a lot of revisionist history. I, playing football here and, and baseball, there's a lot of revisionist history. Oh, you guys in the '90s would have, and how would mm-hmm. you handle? And I, and I always say, listen, if we'd have had the transfer portal. When I was in school, I may have looked at my career differently in terms of having options. You're in the heart of it, in the thick of it. When you hear people either criticize or applaud or talk about student-athlete mobility, and 
How do you guys kind of feel about what the transfer portal is relative to what it means for your career? Do you, do you pay it much mind? Is it not in your sight line? How do you guys broach the transfer portal conversation? Yeah, to me, um, if, if, you, if you transfer, that just means that the, that place wasn't for the, the, the one for you right away. So that's why you have to actually take time during the recruiting process to find out how the college actually is and how their uh. coaching staff is and just everybody surrounding it. So if you transfer, you kind of were shaky about the decision uh, committing there. So to me, I feel like the transfer portal is kind of dumb and shouldn't be taking place. But even, even since it is, uh, and we get with athlete. Uh, I'm not going to transfer because um, I feel like the place is uh, right for me still. And also, um, you have to work for it. Nothing guaranteed. The coaches don't guarantee you anything, so you still have to work for it. Yeah, I think uh, as far as transferring goes, I um, it's I think that there's a lot of people that are kind of quick to transfer from places. Because they think they come in thinking they're some like superstar and they don't maybe they don't play their freshman year or even like sophomore year. And they think that they've just like come in kind of with some sort of entitlement. I don't think anybody, everybody that transfers is like it's that reason. But I think there is a little bit and that's becoming a little bit more accepted is if people don't play right away that they think they can just transfer somewhere where they're going to play because they think that they're better than they are. They haven't really earned their spot yet. Fact or fiction, you two, this is interesting because I watched my kiddos kind of go through this process and Mike covers it so closely. Select sports in AAU de-emphasizes competitiveness and development. Folks that aren't in it have tons of opinions. (laughs) How about two people that have gone through the process for a long time addressing development and and what playing – AAU sports means right um for me uh I played up all, all like always played up up until like eighth grade maybe maybe freshman year and uh AAU definitely does help a lot and um it may be a little too much sometimes especially when you play with multiple teams but you don't you can't let the uh people tell you don't play AAU or something because AAU definitely helps it definitely helped me especially growing up um get again competitive and um and the rest, they let you play in AAU as well. So um, I definitely think that helped me growing up. Yeah, as far as, like, club volleyball goes, I, in my head, like, that's where my a lot of my development takes place. Like, in a high school season, that's only, like, it's, like, less than three months long. It's not a lot of development that takes place. You're kind of just you're playing three games a week, and you just got to learn and figure out how to win. But club volleyball, when my season is, like, seven months long, that's when all of my development is there, and I can – there's parts of my game that I really want to improve on. That's when I can do it. And I have the time to do that stuff. So I really think that what you said is fiction. Absolutely. And you get the chance to uh, play against like the, the nation too, or not the nation, the, the, the world, the world. So um, you can play against the top talents in the country, like Zion Williamson or John Moran, those, those type of guys in the AAU circuit as well. And Lindsay, I mean, you just won a national title, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, like playing for club volleyball, and it, it and something I've I'm not close to the club volleyball scene at all. Um, probably should dive a little deeper into that. Um, but club volleyball in Nebraska is one extremely competitive, and two like that's it, I think it gets kind of under 
underappreciated, underappreciated, undervalued. Obviously, uh, from a reporting standpoint, there's basically nothing. Um, Club volleyball in Nebraska for you, Lindsay, and this is something I guess I've always just wanted to know. The level of competitiveness and the fact that teams can go out and win national championships at, you know, I mean, the best team in the country type stuff. This is like two, three years in a row. It happens all the time. I mean, volleyball in Nebraska is is uh, not on the rise. It is at the rise and it kind of has been for a while. What what do you think needs to be done to give volleyball more attention um, or you know, be covered better or people to pay attention to it more um, from a, from a club or high school standpoint? Um, this is, I mean, I don't think anything needs to be done. I people just need to do it. I think, like all sports, high school sports, I don't know, whatever. It's just the way it is. It's like girl sports are always going to be less supported, less media around STEM sports. And I think around like college volleyball, like it's gotten a lot better. Mm. But as far as, like, uh, high school age volleyball, like, people in Nebraska, they pay attention to high school volleyball. But club volleyball, it's definitely something that's not as paid attention to as, like, AAU basketball or stuff like that. And I think it's just because, one, like, there could be a lack of knowledge around it, but it's just it's just stuff that it's, I don't know, it's just what's wrong with it. And I think not a lot of people know about it. Like, it, yeah, like I just said, like, it's not a lot of knowledge for it. And they don't really know how it works and volleyball and it's kind of not really a complex sport but there's just like a lot of things about people don't really understand so they're not really interested hey admittedly like that's me like you can take a (laughs) shot that's okay like we're good um i i i just don't the club volleyball i just i probably should do a better job let me ask you this before we let you guys go um the title of the podcast is playing it forward so it's a play on obviously words and if you were going to pay it forward while folks are playing it forward, how do you guys, did you guard against burnout? And what do you recommend in terms of balance? Knowing your body, knowing what the expectation level is from your coaches, and managing your, your, your own path. How did you guys guard against burnout and what would you recommend? Right, um, so growing up, for me, I wish I, I wouldn't have played so much as a kid because I, like, as I got into high school, I kind of felt it in my body. So um, so for the little kids, just make sure you guys take care of your body the young, ice is stretch. Because I was a hard-headed kid. I never liked the ice, never liked the stretch. And I definitely feel it now in my body. I'm still young, so I can't imagine when I feel it when I'm your guy's age. So, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so – Kind of the same thing as like everybody like preaches like multi sport athlete, multi sport athlete, and it gets to the point where you do like want to do that and you don't want to like centralize early, but it also gets to the point where you have to figure out like what your body can handle. And unfortunately, like I like suffered that the hard way. Like I had a knee injury um, yeah. back in January, like just because I was playing like high school basketball full time, I was playing club volleyball full time, and I wasn't listening to my body and I wasn't taking care of myself, and I suffered the consequences for that. So I think you just have to find a good balance of not like playing once more all the time and centralizing, but you also have to know like what you can handle. Uh, two fantastic uh, representatives early. I thought it was interesting to hear them talk about um, the rigor. Right. Right. Multi-sport, multi-sport. Yeah. Listen, Chucky says, hey, you know, I wish I wouldn't have, wish I had backed it much. down a little yeah. bit. 
And Lindsay saying she paid the price for being as she competitive yeah. as she was. That was a tough. I mean, her missing the, basically the last month of the state uh, state of the basketball season hurt. Like one, you could tell it affected her, and it, and it hurt her team too, right? Because they were really good uh, with her. So they were good without her, but they would. I mean, they were competing for the state title with her. I think one of the cool things that I like is they both have a level of appreciation for their high school mm-hmm. and their select sports as well, whether it be yeah. club or the AAU. I'm very proud of both. They intertwine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be one or the mm-hmm. other, contrary to, to popular yeah. criticism. Yeah. That was good. Oh, well, we're just getting started. Uh, kind of, from the student-athlete's perspective. We hear the music in the background. That means that's it. Yeah. Fantastic job. Appreciate Good get on your part. Wait a Sometimes I can think. Your end of the deal. <laughs> well done. That's Mike Sutter. I'm ODB. Pod will drop on Thursday. It's playing it forward. We've got Sasha behind the scenes running the show. We appreciate her too. Don't miss this drop. Back next week. It's playing it forward. A Huda Media Production.